I was always of the idea that my neighborhood wasn't particularly fond of me, in the way that your stomach disagrees with a particular vegetable. I was a piece of gum that stomach had been trying to digest for years. There are two steps in front of the door, which are concrete and very cold to sit on this time of year. The gray tiles of the walkway are wet with light precipitation, and they lead to the slightly darker surface of the paved driveway. The light red brick wall that houses the garage is weathered, but it's looked that way as long as I can remember. It resembles the exterior of the high school across the street. That's right, a mere few meters of pavement away from my home lies an educational institution for the most troublesome youth to be found, the French Catholic. Despite all this, the outside looks surprisingly well kept, with what looks like would have been a nice patch of shrubs and some trees a few months ago. But right now, the dry carcasses of half-dead plants hang, with the yellowed grass newly uncovered from the snow underneath. The outside of the high school was renovated a few years back, which improved the look of the area somewhat, but also attracted hordes of skateboarders to its rails and ramps. Those weren't the people the school was trying to make it more accessible to, but that's the way it goes. The mulch under the plants is a saturated reddish-brown, which would almost look all right in any other season. At this moment, the pale pink and gray of the concrete feels dull and washed out, and the mulch's color makes your eyes ache. The sky is a lighter gray than the pavement, but not by much. The trees and power lines to the side of the school embrace it carefully. Further in the distance, behind the school and past its parking lot, houses are visible. Just over the dumpster, a few parked cars, a snowbank, and some sort of concrete outdoor vault lie the most recently constructed homes in the area, wide enough to fit several families in each. They are lined up in military rows, neat little cars parked outside each one. Farther to the side and closer to me, in between the new townhouses and my yard lie the school's portable classrooms and its other parking lot. There's nothing really bad about the neighborhood, per se. It's just that there isn't really anything good about it either. It's a place you survive, not a place that you live. Everything covered in some shade of gray or beige or other nauseating color leaves nothing to the imagination. It stifles thought and dulls the emotions, an institution. Surprisingly, there aren't many French Catholic schools around these parts, so this one serves that part of the population for miles around. The building itself is not nearly big enough to house all of its kindergarten to grade 12 students, therefore small, rectangular metal boxes labeled P1, P2, and the like are made to be a temporary replacement for some of the main brick building's classes. These are arranged in rows as well, perpendicular to the houses behind. Their excrement brown roofs, 
sidewalk gray walls, and fluorescent orange and blue signs are by far the ugliest thing this neighborhood has to offer. More cars arranged in more rows are off even farther to the side. In front of the portables stands the tacky blue sign for the school. In front of that, the street. And in front of that, my yard. Even my own home feels like a part of it. Never having lived anywhere else, never having traveled anywhere far enough to feel different than here, I'm driven away from it. I spend the majority of my time away from my house because there's no way to live here. Everything happens somewhere else. I know that I'm moving away in just a few months, but at the same time, I don't know how to live anywhere that isn't here. Most of the yard is still covered with ice, with a few notable exceptions. The traffic sign reminding impatient bus drivers and soccer moms to go no faster than 40 kilometers per hour or risk a speeding fine of twice the usual monetary value remains standing tall on the edge of the yard. Closer to me is our tree, which is still nicer to look at than most things here, even in its current state. It has seen better days. The light post that we've never used sits beside it. To the right of both, partially covering the school's sign from my view, is one of my mother's shrubs, still tied up with Christmas lights. We didn't always leave our lights up year-round, but I suppose after 18 years you get a bit tired of putting them up just to take them down again. They've become the coarse rope that cuts into the neck and chokes life away, but still holds the body up. Even the shrub is not entirely green, with distinctly sickly tinges of orange and yellow unmistakably present. The small garden surrounding it is in a slumber underneath. Close enough to touch, right beside the step, is another row of shrubs lining our front window. For whatever reason, these are healthier. Their orange dead parts are still visible, but they hide their sickness well presenting a passable decoration to the outside world. There isn't a plant out here that isn't like that. The area itself is coughing up blood, spitting it out, and saying they'll visit the doctor next week. Their dead debris lies on the walkway under my feet. There are even needles on this cold, hard step. I like to think that I was a fresh mushroom, mistakenly identified as edible that I was the one who poisoned it, made it sick, and couldn't be digested. But that's not true. I know that the metal boxes, the dying plants, the old bricks, and the ice will follow me wherever I go.